up, students? Welcome to With You, where we seek to grow deeper together in our relationship with God. Because even when we're not with you, we're with you. We're your hosts, Tony and Phoebe. Wanted to give you guys our secret word of the week. And if you hear this secret word on Wednesday, come and tell Tony and I what the secret word is, and you'll get a little candy bar. And this week, our secret word is Nate Turley. That is right. We want to give a little shout out to Nate Turley through our secret word because he is a faithful, faithful listener. Yeah, Nate, you've given us every single one of these. And uh, as we're saying this right now, we're actually realizing (laughs) that there is not going to be HSM during the time that this is airing. And so just send us a text and we'll give you all the rest of the candy bars if you're listening to this. (laughs) Whoever sends it first, they get all the rest of the candy bars. I love it. Well, yesterday we considered the main point of this passage as it has to do with death and heaven, which was that Jesus silences the fear of death. It isn't that fear of death doesn't exist anymore, but rather that Jesus's resurrection invites victory over death instead of defeat. Oftentimes I notice that my fear and anxiety are surface level manifestations of distrust in the Lord that is happening deep within my heart. Today we will be confronting the fear of our own deaths by addressing the lack of trust we often have in the Lord to be in control of our lives. This looks a lot like what those disciples did on the road to Emmaus as they discovered areas of distrust in the Lord. Jesus met them with truth and hope which drove them back towards the danger zone of Jerusalem because Jesus had silenced the fear of death. There was something much more important than death, which was the one who conquered death. We're not typically encouraged to think about Mm. our own deaths. And actually, in fact, it feels pretty depressing. That's right. Talking about facing our own deaths with courage is definitely shied away from often because depression and suicidal thoughts are prevalent among high schoolers today, which is worth noting here. If you are struggling with mental health in any way, please, please do not hesitate to reach out to Tony and I. We deeply long for you to experience the joy and fullness of life that God has intended you for. Today, we get to consider these two questions. Number one, Do I trust that the Lord has a plan for my life far greater than any that I could imagine? And then number two, do I trust that what awaits me in heaven with God is worth the trials of this life? At first question, do I trust the Lord has a plan for my life far greater than the one I can imagine? Much of my fear of death is rooted in the doubt that God has got it handled. When I think about dying, I'm often like, okay, God, but only after fill in the blank, only after I experience marriage and children, only after I see the world, only after dot, 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 fill in the blank. What is it for you? We want to make sure our lives get to be all that we imagine them to be before we die. We also want to die the way we want to die. We don't want the prolonged agony or sickness or anticipation of death. But what's so funny about this is that God knows every second of your life and he is capable of surpassing all our expectations and dreams. Question is, are you willing to trust him with your life? Are you willing to trust him with your death? We've heard it so often that as Christians, we're not promised life without pain or trial. We're confronted with the question of, do I trust that what awaits me in heaven with God is actually worth the trials of this life? Mm. 
As we are all maturing into Christian adulthood, we are growing in our imagination for the new heaven and new earth. We will never be bored. Our relationships will be perfect. Every food will be nourishing to our bodies. I will never have a reason to be jealous again. We will get to hug Jesus. We will get to be hugged by Jesus. Is it compelling to you to think about the way God intended creation to be? There is great hope here in the midst of the grief and pain of death. I want to leave you with a quote from the Narnia series by C.S. Lewis. He writes here about the moment when all of creation will be restored by God one day. It's a quote that gives me great hope for heaven. He says, The things that began to happen after that were so great and beautiful that I cannot write them. And for us, this is the end of all the stories, and we can most truly say that they lived happily ever after. But for them, it was on the beginning of the real story. All their life in this world and all their adventure in Narnia had only been the cover and the title page. Now, at last, they were beginning chapter one of the great story, which no one on earth has read which goes on forever, in which every chapter is better than the one before. Although we may hold death at bay in hopes that it won't come our way, it is a reality that one day it will for each of us. And there is hope that there is something more than this life, more than we could comprehend. There's more than this. Remember, let's be real before God and with one another as long as it's called today. It's been great to be with you. Take care.